Day 199 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm 96, verse 11 to 17. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honour you. With all my heart I will praise you, O Lord my God. I will give glory to your name forever, for your love for me is very great. You have rescued me from the depths of death. O God, insolent people are rising up against me. A violent gang is trying to kill me. You mean nothing to them. But you, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Look down and have mercy on me. Give your strength to your servant. Save me, the son of your servant. Send me a sign of your favour. Then those who hate me will be put to shame. For you, O Lord, help and comfort me. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to chapter 5, verse 11. So, Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Clearly, God promised to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. If if, if God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So, the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live, whether we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about a hundred years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. And he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too.
assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Amos chapter 6 verse 1 to chapter 7 verse 17. What sorrow awaits you who lounge in luxury in Jerusalem and you who feel secure in Samaria. You are famous and popular in Israel and people go to you for help. But go over to Kalneh and see what happened there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they were. And look at how they were destroyed. You push away every thought of coming disaster, but your actions only bring the day of judgment closer. How terrible for you who sprawl on ivory beds and lounge on your couches eating the meat of tender lambs from the flock and, the, and of choice calves fattened in the stall. You sing trivial songs to the sound of the harp, and fancy yourselves to be great musicians like David. You drink wine by the bowful and perfume yourselves with fragrant lotions. You care nothing about the ruin of your nation. Therefore, you will be the first to be led away as captives. Suddenly, all your parties will end. The Sovereign Lord has sworn by his own name, and this is what he, the Lord God of heaven's armies, says. I despise the arrogance of Israel and I hate their fortresses. I will give this city and everything in it to their enemies. 
If there are ten men left in one house, they will all die. And when a relative who is responsible to dispose of the dead goes into the house to carry out the bodies, he will ask the last survivor, is anyone else with you? When the person begins to swear, no, by dot dot dot, he will interrupt and say, stop, don't even mention the name of the Lord. When the Lord gives the command, homes both great and small will be smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over boulders? Can oxen be used to plough them? But that is how foolish you are when you turn justice into poison and the sweet fruit of righteousness into bitterness and you brag about your conquest of Lobdebar. You boast, didn't we take Carnaim by our own strength? O people of Israel, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God of heaven's armies. They will oppress you throughout your land from Lebnor Hamath in the north to the Arabah Valley in the south. The Sovereign Lord showed me a vision. I saw him preparing to send a vast swarm of locusts over the land. This was after the king, king's share had been harvested from the fields and as the main crop was coming up. If my vision, in my vision, <laughs> the locusts ate every green plant in sight, then I said, Oh, Sovereign Lord, please forgive us, or we will not survive, for Israel is so small. So the Lord relented from this plan. I will not do it, he said. Then the Sovereign Lord showed me another vision. I saw him prepare to punish his people with a great fire. The fire had burned up the depths of the sea and was devouring the entire land. Then I said, Oh, Sovereign Lord, please stop, or we will never survive, for Israel is so small. Then the Lord relented from this plan too. I will not do that either, says the Sovereign Lord. Then he showed me another vision. I saw the the Lord standing beside a wall that had been built using a plumb line. He was using a plumb line to see if it was still straight. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I answered a plumb line. And the Lord replied, I will test my people with this plumb line. I will no longer ignore all their sins. The pagan shrines of your ancestors will be ruined and the temples of Israel will be destroyed. I will bring the dynasty of King Jeroboam to a sudden end. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is hatching a plot against you right here in your very doorstep. What he is saying is intolerable. He is saying Jeroboam will soon be killed and the people of Israel will be sent away into exile. Then Amaziah sent orders to Amos. Get out of here, you prophet. Go back to the land of Judah and earn your living by prophesying there. Don't bother us with your prophecies here in Bethel. This is the king's sanctuary and the national place of worship. But Amos replied, I'm not a professional prophet. And I was never trained to be one. I'm just a shepherd and I take care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord called me away from my flock and told me, go and prophesy to my people in Israel. Now then, listen to this message from the Lord. You say, don't prophesy against Israel. Stop preaching against my people. But this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city and your sons and daughters will be killed. Your land will be divided up 
and you yourself will die in a foreign land, and the people of Israel will certainly become captives in exile far from their homeland.